This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. For all voices, this is Joy. You are with Paul and Fiona here on Saturday Magazine. Maka is taking a well-earned break and is also doing a little bit of work as well on the side. Um, thank you for the messages coming through this morning. You can join our conversation 04, um, 0427-569-949 or simply email us on air at joy.org.au. Um, Chris Verno, thank you for your message. That was very, very useful. Um, Fiona, we've got our next guest on the telephone. Who is it? Uh, hello. Well, welcome to... Toby Walsh, uh, a professor of AI research group leader at uh, New South Wales uh, University. Welcome back. uh, Welcome back on the program, author and expert on AI. Uh, Toby, thanks for coming on to the program and talking to us about is the federal government doing enough about uh, AI in our lives? Good morning, Jay. Now, I know that you have been out and about talking uh, because now the Industry and Science Minister, Ed Husick, has released the government's interim response, a 25-page document, which seems a bit slim, um, uh, calling for the establishment of an expert advisory committee. Toby, in your point of view, is this uh, – how how good is this step or how beneficial is this first step in, um, in Australian regulation around AI? You're right. It is a little light, and also it's a little late. And this is a response to a public consultation which was launched in the middle of last year. Um, there are over 500 submissions, a record number of submissions to that. So no lack of interest from the tech industry, from civil society, um, from academia in you know, what, what we need to do in this space. Lots of other countries are pushing ahead much more uh, rapidly than us. And this um, response, um, what it says is all very reasonable stuff, um, but um, the idea that you know a lot of it is talking about voluntary agreements with industry, mm. I'm not sure that having industry mark their own homework has worked out too well with social media. Mm. We're already starting to see issues arise. I mean, just look at you know the Taylor Swift mm. debacle of the last few days. I mean, mm. these are the sorts of harms that, that are ri- arriving very rapidly, and the idea that voluntary safeguards are going to keep us protected, I think, is wishful thinking. Um, and then the, the, you know, the other final thing is that they say they recognize that we are going to need some new regulations and new harms that these technologies are bringing into our lives, along with all the benefits, of course. Um, but the idea of you know, setting up a committee, that's, that's going to take, take a while for them to make any recommendations. Um, compare that to you know, what's happening in Europe. Um, Europe's probably leading the way. They've, they've been working on regulations since 2020. The mm. EUA Act is putting the final touches to just now. That's still not going to be enforced till next year. So it takes five years for these things to happen. So the idea that we you know we're just beginning and the, it will be uh, yeah. five years before we have any regulation. Of course, the technology moves so fast that uh, I mean I think this is not uncommon uh, in Australia. The technology is moving so quickly that by the time we get to these decisions, it's already going to have to then be re- reconfigured and reconsidered because the technology will have changed so much. Uh, maybe if you can give our listeners an understanding of, you know, the benefits of AI, um, you know, to an Australian economy and also because I know that there's so much good that we should be considering and how we're going to incorporate AI into our lives or how it is already in our lives. 
Yeah, it's it's worth you know not forgetting the benefits they're going to be bringing into our lives. And this, I spent my whole life working on this field uh, because I you know I appreciate the, the immense benefits. And the, and the government's report you know, lays out some of those. It, it points out that by the end of this decade, by 2030, it might have added 600 billion dollars to our GDP annually. Mm. Um, now, to put you that in perspective, that that's would increase our GDP by 40 percent. Mm. Uh, I don't know of a few other opportunities coming along that are that sort of scale. We're, mm. we, you know, we're facing immense economic headwinds these days, cost of living crisis and all that. Um, some, that is a huge, great opportunity. And, and also, I think it's you know, one of the biggest risks that this report does not address, which is the risk of us missing out. Um, it's hard not to draw a comparison. Mm. Uh, the UK mm. government put out a similar report uh, at the end of last year, their response, regulatory response to how they're going to regulate AI. And at the same time, so that they don't miss the opportunity, they announced that they were going to invest another billion pounds on top of the more than billion pounds they've already invested. Um, that is so much greater, 20 times greater than what the Australian government's invested so far. And it's so in interesting... Yeah, it's so interesting too because Australia, I mean, in a recent poll, Ipsos survey, Australia was the most nervous nation about AI. Apparently 69% of Australians uh, were worried about uh, the use of AI. So if if Australians are expressing their concern about AI, is it because they um, um, seem to understand that the government isn't doing enough or is it the government still, are they not hearing people's concerns? Yes, I mean it is strange because normally we're we're very fast adopters. When when smartphones came out, we were the fastest adopting country on the planet per capita. Um, we're very good um, at adopting technologies. We're very very fast adopters. But but in this case, you know, as you point out, this this survey does of thirty odd nations, uh, we were the most nervous. Um, and I think there is, there are reasons to be nervous. Um, there are, you know, along with the benefits that you know, I can do that there, there are um, significant risks. We're, we're starting to see those. The Taylor Swift is an example, but equally we're going to see this in elections. Uh, mm. We saw how social media was, was weaponized to, to influence elections, not in a good way. We saw that with the Trump presidency. We saw that with the Brexit vote. And we've already, and now we're about to supercharge that. We're about to take the, the power of social media to reach into our lives and then generate very personalized, very persuasive content, which is, you know, fake audio, fake video, indistinguishable from the real thing. And we're not used to not believing the things that we see and hear. I mean, my, my daughter was t- telling me this just yesterday. She was saying, um, I saw these pictures of the, of the, of the Eiffel Tower on, foul, on fire. And she said, and for, for about an hour, I believed it was true. I went and looked at the news and discovered the Eiffel Tower was perfectly fine. So, but the pictures were really entirely realistic. Toby, and we're seeing an awful lot of that on, on, on social media. It's Paul here. Um, so what are the implications, Toby, if, if we don't get behind the investment in AI and start taking a proactive stance? Um, with this technology moving so fast, it's going to take us a long time to play catch up. So what does that mean for Australia as a nation in the AI race? Yeah, uh, it, it will leave us behind. It will miss out the, both the economic opportunity and, and it will, you know, it's starting to impact upon our politics. We saw in elections at the end of last year in Argentina, Slovakia, deep fakes being released that influenced, you know, commentators of the state, probably influenced the outcome of those elections. And we're going to see that here. Um, we are used to not, you know, we are used to believing the things that we see. Uh, there's a little bit of me hopes 
that social media is just going to get so full of this stuff that we eventually, we, we finally realize that social media is just a place to be entertained. And that mm. we, want to, we want to find truth. We have to go to the old-fashioned place. We have to go mm. to you know, the ABC or CNN or whatever it is that we trust to tell us what's true. And that social media is just a place to be amused by you know, fake pictures of Trump or whatever it is. Toby, I would love to believe that, but I know that the young people um, don't even use those websites like the ABC or CNN mm. or News Corp because they don't believe those any more than they believe the next TikTok page. Mm. Um, Mm. Well, and also, of course, it's not just in social media. As uh, Toby, as you would know, there were the fake uh, phone calls from Joe Biden uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, where where it was an automated Joe Biden's voice that was ringing, ringing people uh, 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 randomly. This is very going to be very corrosive to our democracy to, to the notion of what's true. I mean, truth is already a bit of a fungible idea, a bit of a contested idea at the moment, mm. but. Uh, if everything we, we see, we can't, we, you know, I do say now, if it's digital, if it's a, a digital picture, video, audio, whatever it is, you've got to entertain the idea now it's fake. Because mm. the, the fakes are so good, they're indistinguishable from the real thing. Mm. It's, it's impossible to tell what is true. Of course. I mean, there, is, there are, I mean, the good news is that eventually there are technologies that are starting to, to arrive that will mm. help us do that. Mm. Digital watermarks and labeling. Mm. labeling. Mm that will help us identify. But that's going to take a while before mm. it's you know, embedded into our lives. And needs investment. <laughs> and in the short term, we're going to have to be you know, more sceptical as, as consumers of that information ourselves. Mm. So with the interim report, what is the, um, from the federal government's put out? What's the next steps for that? I mean, the interim report says putting together a committee. Is that kind of it for the moment? Committee uh, and two other things. Well, one is... Um, work with industry on voluntary standards for labelling uh, and watermarking of content. That's going to help with deep fakes. But again, should it be voluntary or should it be? Should we actually come up with some compulsory standards? Uh, the EU has made it um, law that uh, the big media platforms have to identify and label deep fakes. Mm. Um, it's, it's not voluntary; it's compulsory if you're a large platform. Uh, because if you think about it, it's not the fakes that are the problem. We've had fakes since, you know, fake photography since we have photography. When photography was invented 100 plus years ago, people quickly started making fake photographs of pictures of fake Victorian fairies and things like this came out very quickly. The Loch Ness Monster, for example. The Loch Ness Monster. Mm -hmm. Um, Victorian gentlemen started making fake photographs quite quickly. Uh, But it's the fact that the platforms put that in front of millions of eyeballs that's Mm. the harm. Mm. And so we need to hold the platforms a bit more accountable mm. for mm. You know, putting you know, the, the influence they have. I think we forget, we call it social media and we focus on the social, forgetting it's media. It's just like, you know, we hold um, radio stations and newspapers and you know, the broadcasters like the ABC to high, quite high standards. And there are you know, regulatory authorities that, that, um, that penalize them when they don't meet those high standards, but we don't hold social media to the same standards. I note that uh, a podcast that you were on recently this week, they used AI to create um, a completely believable introduction that wasn't the real person. That was fascinating. Yeah, um, and we're going to be receiving. It's already the case now I tell people, you need to have, uh, in your family, you need to have a secret question 
so that mm. you know it's members of your family are ringing up. There have been cases in North America where people have been rung up and it, they thought it was their distressed child who had been kidnapped and they were wanting a million dollars. And mm. it turns out it was someone had spoofed their voice. Mm. And so mm. you've got to have you know, the fake question, you know, the, the, the secret question that, that only you and your family know the answer to so you can verify that that voice that sounds like your, your child is indeed your child. That's a very good suggestion. Some sage advice there. Um, Thank you ever so much for joining us, Toby. Fascinating always. Please keep advocating. I think we will be talking about AI a lot in the next coming couple of years uh, as a society. And I think, you know, those people who who have, have said that they are um, unaware, you say 69% of the um, people are frightened about AI. It's because they probably don't know enough. And I think getting that information out there, Toby, such as the, the stuff you're doing, trying to advocate for people to learn is deeply, deeply uh, needed. And, uh, you know, and any ministers who are listening to us this morning, Fred Lee, um, we need to get some investment to this and start thinking mm. about the next 10 years. Um, doing nothing is not an option. Mm. Thank you, Toby. My pleasure. Um, you're on Saturday Magazine with Paul and Fiona. We were talking there with Professor Toby Walsh um, all about AI. Stay with us. We've got the news coming up. Saturday Magazine, every Saturday from 10 until noon on Joy 94.9. Picking the right voice for your next project can be the difference between people tuning in or tuning out. So let Joy find the perfect voice for your next project with our incredibly diverse professional voiceover team. Get access to decades worth of voiceover experience and Joy's professional recording and editing suite for your next project. Head to joy.org.au to find out more and get your brand heard. A Joy Community Service Announcement. There's something seriously empowering about getting involved in community radio. Believe me. So why not sign up for Joy's next radio training course and hone the skills needed to bring your personality to the airwaves? Enrollments are now open for the next radio training course with Joy's most talented broadcasters ready to teach you everything they know. To enrol or find out more info, head to joy.org.au slash services. A Joy community service message. Heart Joy, Heart Radio, turn us on with iHeartRadio today. Paul and Fiona here on Saturday Magazine, the 27th of January. Uh, we've had a message in Fiona. We have. Uh, now, thanks, Grant. Uh, Grant has sent us a quote from American computer scientist, Jaron Lanier, who said, we must never accept AI as a coherent and legitimate concept. It is no more than a fiction that has overtaken its authors. Interesting words. We've had some interesting conversations this morning, Paul. We a have lot indeed. to talk about. And I was very excited to put the show together this week because there's so much to do. It's so much to talk about. Um, and we have a fantastic second hour coming up. So I hope that everyone can stick around. So we're going to be talking in the second hour with Emma Dawson, uh, who is from Per Capita, specifically about the stage three tax cuts, really digging a little deeper into that conversation we started with Misha Ketchel this morning. We're going to be talking with Professor Daryl Higgins, uh, director at the ACU, uh, who's done an amazing piece of research into um, how people um, identify themselves from a gender point of view. We're also going to be talking to Lucy and Tonti uh, about regenerative fashion and seeing how we can try 
and limit the amount of clothing we're purchasing to try and stop this um, fast fashion cycle that we've got ourselves into as a as a, as a populace. And then lastly, we're going to be talking to Cerise Howard with a change of direction, talking MQFF uh, here in Midsummer in, in uh, Victoria. We're deep in Midsummer right now, that's um, for sure. So well done, Fiona, for a great programme. Uh, stay with us. We've got the news with Paul and we'll be back after this. Thanks for listening to Another Joy podcast, brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.